What would you do if you could do anything? I'm Elena and welcome to The Purpose Effect, conversations with women about living lives of purpose. I speak to women who have started businesses, turned their passions or side hustles into careers, or dedicated their lives to helping others. In having these conversations, I'm learning how to identify purpose, how to go after it once you've found it, and what life looks like on the other side. If you're looking to dive into your purpose, these stories will definitely inspire you to take the plunge. This week, I'm talking to Nina Ebsworth about all things fertility and wellness. Nina is a fertility guide, which means she uses coaching, Reiki, hypnotherapy, and hypnosis to empower and support women through their fertile journeys. Nina began this work after a brutal eight rounds of IVF, procedures, meds, baby loss, and heartbreak. Something had to give. So Nina embarked on a journey of self-healing to focus on her emotional health before she and her husband decided to have one last cycle of IVF, ready to make peace with whatever the outcome, which happened to be getting pregnant with twins. Her fertility journey didn't end there though. Less than two years later, Nina discovered she was pregnant again after being told she would never conceive naturally. And she now has three beautiful children. Nina's journey has led her to understand that our emotional health is a crucial and often overlooked part of the fertility journey. We talk about how our bodies usually know what is best for us, if we can only slow down and quiet our minds enough to listen. Hi there, Nina. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, And how is everything in Bali at the moment? Uh, We're in lockdown, so it's a little strange, uh, but feeling very grateful to be here and having, you know, access to the sunshine and open air and being able to swim. So, yeah, very lucky compared to family who have been through this back home. So I want to start off with my favorite question, um, which I ask all of our guests on this show, and that is, what does purpose mean to you? Um, purpose has evolved for me I guess over time and now I associate purpose with being very much around my dharma and my soul calling Mm -hmm. I guess what I came here to do yeah and and that has definitely changed Mm -hmm. And, and that change happened during my fertility journey, actually. Um, But it's something greater than me, almost, and my job. For me, it's about serving others. Right. And finding this true calling, which comes from connecting to your true self, Mm-hmm. So it's been a process for me of letting a lot of beliefs fall away yeah, and conditioning and imprints of my childhood and growing up and really rediscovering who I am underneath it all. I'm interested in that, um, this idea that we all have certain preconditioned sort of beliefs about ourselves and sometimes we need to let those go in order to step into our real purpose or the real the real reason that we were put on this world and the real work we're supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. What were your preconditioned ideas about yourself that you needed to step away from? I think probably very much, and this is why it came up in my fertility journey, for me as a woman, it, it felt very much always that the end goal, you know, the goals were to study and, and do all of that, but then ultimately to find a husband and to have a baby and be a mother. Yeah. And everything was sort of leading to that point. Mm-hmm. And so when that, when my whole identity started to become focused on motherhood, mm-hmm. And then it wasn't happening. Then who who was I? 
Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was failing at this one thing that I was meant to be doing, that I was put here to do. I'm a woman. I'm meant to create life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it wasn't happening, I didn't really know who I was. I had no sort of self-worth or um, self-esteem really at that point because I, I didn't know. I was very lost. So it, it, it evolved from there and it was a lot of peeling back of who I thought I should be yeah. and who I had been told I should be. And realizing that a lot of that didn't come from me, actually. It wasn't my beliefs. And once I started to get into that, it opened up so much. Yeah. So um, maybe we can go back to the beginning and you can tell us a little bit about your fertility journey and all of the things that happened to bring you here to where you are today and the work that you're doing now. Yeah, uh, so... Well, it's a long story, so we can we can do the shortened version of it. <laughs> uh, but I, I met my husband quite late in life, I guess, compared to a lot of people who who find a partner to have children with. Mm-hmm. And when we met, we were both very clear that that's what we wanted, and we wanted to start that journey as quickly as possible. And when we, when we began that journey, it became apparent through the medical care that I was receiving that there would be difficulties. And I was told I had a lower ovarian reserve, but fallopian tube, various investigations and things went on. And it was made pretty clear to me that it was going to be very, very unlikely. And so the best route would be IVF. Right. Unlikely that you would conceive um, naturally or spontaneously. Yeah. Yes. It hadn't happened and they didn't think that it would. I was told that it it wouldn't happen really. Mm -hmm. Very, very unlikely. And so we suddenly found ourselves on this IVF roller coaster and that you know when we started it I had this expectation I guess that it would just happen yeah we we would do a round of IVF and we would be pregnant yeah and it didn't and I was so desperate for it Mm. that I insisted we went again and again and again and we backed up these IVF cycles and they kept on failing or I would get pregnant and then miscarry. Mm-hmm. And it became this sort of never-ending cycle of bad news yeah. month by month. And it, it got to a point where I was in a pretty low place, I guess. It, it was all very low, very back-to-back pushed together. I wasn't really giving myself any space and time to, yeah. to really deal with what was going on. Emotionally as well as physically, because it also puts a huge physical toll on the body, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the physical side of it is obviously huge. You are being pumped full of hormones, more hormones mm-hmm. than you would ever have in your body during a normal pregnancy yeah, and, and it's an overload. So I was up, I was down, you know, bursting into tears about breaking a mug. It's just, yeah. you, it's very intense. Your body is physically hurting. You know, your mm-hmm. tummy is blue, black and blue from all the injections and you feel bloated and tired and stressed and overwhelmed and it's, it's hard on the body physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally, everything. Yeah. And unfortunately, in that process, you are not really supported taking into account all those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you see your fertility doctor and they're very much planning out your treatment and, and you may get receive a counseling session. Yeah. But it is very basic. And so there's nobody actually asking you. Are you, are you feeling okay? Yeah. Are you sure that you are ready mm-hmm. to go again? These questions weren't really asked. And 
I was in a place where I wasn't thinking clearly. I was so overwhelmed. My mind was crazy, out of control. Mm -hmm. And all I could think was, we have to keep going. Because I, to, to stop was too scary. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was an intense period of time. And how long was this period? Um, a couple of years? So for us, over, over a few years, yeah, and within that time, nine, nine rounds. Right, right. So they were very close together. Yeah. Yeah. You've also mentioned um, that you hit a really low point when your brother announced that he and his um, partner were expecting a child. Mm. So what happened then? What was that like? I think that that was a culmination of things, you know, as you go through as a woman who is struggling to conceive, you start to become way more aware of pregnant people yeah. all of a sudden when you aren't. And so that started really as random people on the street who were quite distant to me. Yeah. And there would just be, you know, this sort of sinking feeling inside when I would see it. Yeah. What, why them? Why not me? Mm-hmm. Why have we had more bad news? And, and then it became closer and it was friends announcing pregnancies and baby showers happening yeah. all over the place. And it, it just started to become more frequent and closer and closer to home. And we had just been through another miscarriage and I had been actually desperate to see my brother and sister-in-law so had decided to fly back to the UK Mm -hmm. with my husband to spend some time with them so I was feeling really low and we're very close and we were just about to you know we were getting ready to fly within the next few days from Singapore where we were living at the time and our phones beeped and there was a message from them saying we we know that this isn't the news that you want to hear, but we need to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. We're pregnant. And so that was a, I mean, I, I can't actually recognize the person that I was now looking back during that time. Yeah. Because I, it, I think na- now I, I would have responded differently there. It was such a full on reaction in that moment. I could not cope at all with that mm-hmm. news and, it, you know, it's like being stabbed in the stomach. So yeah. we, we, I still went back, but mm-hmm. I couldn't see them. And I broke up. I told them I couldn't see them and mm-hmm. I didn't stay with them any longer. And it was really, it was a huge tipping point for me. It was like falling off a cliff and yeah. it was such a dark place, but it was a point where I knew I had to, do something and I had to look after myself yeah and that was me sort of self self-preservation really mm-hmm. creating some boundaries for the first time and and just looking after myself which was very yeah. hard for everybody else actually in that situation you know my brother and my sister and all my parents found it quite hard yeah but I was at breaking point and it was deeply painful. So I just yeah. needed to step away and and that's what happened, which I think, you know, many women go through that, not just me. Yeah, many women go through that and many women, I think, don't have the self-awareness or maybe even the confidence to say, look, this is something I need to do for myself. I need to step away. I need to protect myself and put some boundaries here. Many women would just try and bury it and yeah. put on a smiling face as we're often told to do. And, and which um, I had been doing up until then, you know, it's very, this whole, I'm fine, yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine. And smile sweetly at everybody when you feel like you're dying inside. And I, I think I had done it for so long and just, there is only so much your body can take, you know, yeah. you, you push away these emotions and you push them down and you down and down, you repress you pretend, yeah. but at some point it has to come out of you. Your body yeah. can't contain all of that. And I, I literally exploded. I couldn't keep it in anymore. 
Yeah. Um, and that was that. So, but it was the beginning of a huge period of transformation for me. Huge. And and when I look back now, that was the significant point for me. Yeah. So how did you then get from that point to where you are now? Because you have three children. Yeah. It feels... (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that that would happen? (laughs) Yeah. How How did you put yourself in a better space to be able to to get pregnant. Yeah. How, how were you able to, um, to change the game both mentally and physically? I, you know, for me, it was a hit and miss learning curve mm-hmm. and it took a while because I didn't have any support. I was kind of doing it by myself, muddling through, but I, my intuition just was so strong at that point that I needed to something needed to change mm-hmm. and and I actually allowed it to guide me for the first time okay. and so for me it started actually with a lot of yoga I went back to yoga because this has been something that always helped me mm-hmm. prior to our fertility journey so I immersed myself in that I started to do meditations and hypnosis recordings Mm -hmm. and I started to nourish myself properly which I hadn't been doing I hadn't been looking after myself at all I hadn't been listening to my body yeah and and by nourishment I don't just mean with food yeah I really started to nourish myself with the people that I was hanging out with I was back in the UK at that point when all of this kicked off with my brother and sister-in-law so I started to spend a lot of time with my best friends from childhood, you know, mm-hmm. who lift me up and and I love, you know, raise my vibration because we have a great time together. I started to go and do things that I hadn't done in years that filled me with joy. Mm-hmm. And this combination of work and actually spending time in my own body, I had become so disconnected to myself. I wasn't in my body for most of my fertility journey because I didn't want to feel what was going on. And so it was really that sort of process of pausing and grounding myself Mm-hmm. through the meditation, through the yoga and giving myself that time to drop into my body and yes. and feel what was happening. And then it was like an unraveling process. I could actually hear what was going on and where mm-hmm. it was coming from and what I needed to do for me emotionally. And it meant facing a lot of stuff that I had been putting off facing, you know, all the big scary questions that I hadn't wanted to deal with. Mm -hmm. But through doing that, I, I found this peace and I really just rediscovered who I was. And I, I describe it as like having an epiphany because it's the closest thing I think to what an epiphany would be. But, yeah. But over time, all of this sort of filled me up and brought mm-hmm. me back to myself. And I honestly, I just woke up one day and I was like, wow, I, I have this amazing life. And, yeah. and I'm good. I'm actually mm-hmm. really good. In this moment, right now, I'm really good. I've got an amazingly supportive partner. I don't need anything else. I'm, I'm, I'm good and I'm okay. Yeah. And that for me was such a big moment because I had pretended for so long that I was okay. And I had tried mm-hmm. to tell myself, you know, that I was okay and that I didn't need these things that I was looking for. I didn't need these babies and I was okay no matter what happened, but it wasn't true Yeah, because everything was being based on them to yeah. bring me happiness. Yeah. But they, they never would have. 
no, because I and wasn't then, happy. Yeah. And so I actually reached this point of just like pure sort of bliss. I was like, wow, I've got this amazing life and, and everything's good. And I came alive again. Mm-hmm. Really, I feel I feel like that and started to really live my life again and enjoy it. Life had really been on hold up until that point. You know, we mm-hmm. were canceling holidays. We weren't going out anymore, especially me. Like I withdrew really from everything. Yeah. And it really opened up everything again. Yeah. Um, in all the ways. But, you know, overall, energetically, it just changed everything within mm-hmm. me. And that started to change everything around me. Now your work is in supporting other women in their fertile journeys and um, empowering other women to to do all of the things that you realized for yourself, mm-hmm. um, to focus on the things that are good in their life and the things that help them vibrate uh, at a higher energy um, so that they can realize that they're not defined by what's happening inside their bodies and whether or not they, um, they will become mothers. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about how you do that, the kinds of services you offer, because it's quite an interesting mix of, of ways in which you support women. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I offer it. So I work one-on-one and in group now, and it is, it's a journey of, we all have all the answers that we need within us. And I truly, truly believe that. Mm-hmm. So I see myself as a guide mm-hmm. to just help women reconnect to themselves, their yeah. whole body. So it's very much looking holistically. So mm-hmm. looking at their whole in terms of emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical, mm-hmm. and really allowing them to to connect to that, to feel that, and to heal from yeah. that. And through that comes this natural awakening. And for me, this comes through a combination of conscious and subconscious work. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a big believer that we need the subconscious component in there. And so I, I combine coaching with hypnotherapy and hypnosis and also okay. energy healing in the form of Reiki. Mm-hmm. I find the, these all work very nicely together to help guide women to this. And it is a process really of allowing them to first feel safe in their bodies yeah. and grounded and really, really rooted mm-hmm. because I know how I was and yeah. I see how they are when they first make contact with me, you know, anxious, mm-hmm. overwhelmed, living from a place of fear. Mm-hmm. And and in deep, deep sort of despair at what yeah. is going on. And so it's really grounding and rooting and finding some stillness and, and space mm-hmm. in order to then drop into the body in yeah. a somatic sense and really feel what is there, what is going on in order to be able to release and how does it work practically? Because I have never had uh, a hypnotherapy session and I have also never had Reiki. So yeah. is the purpose of the hypnotherapy to like identify and remove subconscious blocks? And Yeah, so in hypnotherapy, hypnosis and hypnotherapy are different. Okay. You use hypnosis to, you put the, somebody goes into hypnosis to do a hypnotherapy session. Okay. But in a hypnotherapy session, it's like a two-way dialogue between the hypnotherapist and the client. And that's Where, what you you do, hypnotherapy. I do that. I also do do straight hypnosis, which okay. is just me talking. And it's a series of sort of positive suggestions okay. around a topic. And mm-hmm. you would just listen. Okay. So the hypnotherapy is much deeper mm-hmm. work. And we are whichever topic or issue we are looking at so whether that's a a limiting belief or whatever Mm -hmm. is going on maybe it's a symptom in your fertility journey or something Mm -hmm. or how you're feeling you know the deep anxiety that keeps flaring up in your anger Mm -hmm. we are looking at the root cause of that okay so you know in a in a traditional 
Western approach to fertility, you are being diagnosed with something very much on the surface, a symptom. So we're looking Mm -hmm. underneath that Mm -hmm. layer. And this is emotional a lot of the time. And so when we can get to that, it's like peeling back so much Mm -hmm. and and opening up so you can really clear these these blocks or beliefs and emotions are energy so essentially we are shifting the energy within the body that has been held or trapped there for a long Mm -hmm. time and most of these um beliefs or blocks they're from condition a lot of it comes from conditioning and imprints from childhood okay so whatever is coming up so strongly for you in your fertility journey. So for me, that reaction with my brother and my sister-in-law and the deep, deep upset and anger that I felt in that moment and the jealousy Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. envy and all of that, when I dug down, really that came back a lot to my self-worth. Yeah, and this stemmed from things over my lifetime that had built up from something that happened in childhood. Yeah. And then over time had become bigger and bigger in my body every time I had felt this similar emotion or feeling. Mm-hmm. And it got to a point where it exploded, it erupted. Yeah. And so we can really rewire and reframe so much at a subconscious level so we can tell ourselves consciously things but unless it is felt and believed at a subconscious level which is responsible for 95 percent of how what we're doing in any given moment and our behavior then things aren't really going to change we're still going to keep repeating the same negative sort of behaviors and patterns and reactions Mm -hmm. rather than being able to respond yeah from a place of peace you know stuff is still going to happen stress is still going to happen yeah upsetting things are still going to happen in our fertile journeys there are going it's life and there are going to be the ups and downs and these these bumps that we have to deal with but it's being in a place where we can deal with them from a place of peace rather than this place of fear yeah where our overthinking mind is taking over and that's not really us Mm -hmm. that's our thoughts but that's not who we are so it's coming back to us which is in that space beyond all that busyness right so basically removing certain mental blocks, emotional blocks to allow yourself and what is really there, your truest self to to emerge. Yeah. And it's very much using the wisdom of your body. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling somebody where they should go. I don't know anything about your life, what has gone on. I am asking your subconscious mind to take us to where you need to go in order yeah. to heal and it always knows you know mm. all, all the people that I have done this with their subconscious mind has always known where to take them mm-hmm. your body knows what it needs to do to come back into balance and to heal and to be in this place of well-being yeah because this is our natural state and we just need to listen better yeah yeah I mean I would love to to know if you have a particular story or a particular incident where that was really clear to you, where a client or maybe yourself, your truest self, your inner body spoke to you or spoke to a client and they knew exactly what it was they needed to do. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think every session that I've had has just amazed me. Mm-hmm. But because the things that you go to aren't the things that consciously you think you're going to go to before yeah. a session, you know, when you talk to, to, to the hypnotherapist. And so I was always very surprised at, at 
where I had gone. Right. Okay. Because often my conscious mind would be like, these things aren't related. You know, yeah. my conscious mind would be thinking these things aren't related. Mm-hmm. But it's this joining of these dots. And for me, I think in my training, I had, I've spoken about this before, I had a very um, intense hypnotherapy session where what we went in with was something that was coming up that day with with one of the kids, which was mm-hmm. making me feel anxious. Yeah. And what we actually went to in that session was me much earlier in my fertility journey, having had a miscarriage and being mm-hmm. in the hospital, having a DNC and being in the operating theater. Mm-hmm. These two things at a conscious level don't make any sense that they're related. Yeah. But that anxiety had stemmed from not being able to say goodbye to that baby properly. Yeah. And it had been affecting me and impacting me on a daily basis ever since Mm -hmm. without me really understanding where those flares of anxiety were coming from. Right. And once we had rewired that situation and I had been able to release those emotions, Mm -hmm. I came out feeling, I can't describe, it's so different in my body. Okay. The, The lower part of my stomach felt so light. Okay. And I just felt totally different. And that anxiety went. Was gone. It was gone. It's gone. I don't feel that anymore. When the same thing is happening with that child, I don't feel that anymore at all. And so, you know, this is the same in every session. There will be these moments. I think they don't necessarily, people think that they are going to go to a, what we'd call like a, a big trauma, a big okay. trauma. Mm-hmm. And so they're a bit scared, like what, yeah. what's what's going to come up in this session? And actually often it's things that, that as an adult, you'd be like, that's insignificant. That doesn't <laughs> matter, does it? But as a child, especially, they've been really, really big, big moments for you. Yeah, you know, as a, I mean, this that incidents for me. I was an adult already, but as a child, that would have been, you know, these things are huge when we're feeling them in our bodies. These big emotions, so they can be deeply traumatic. Is that something you think about um, in parenting your own children? It's scary. It's scary for anyone who's a parent, it's right? Terrifying. This idea. Oh my god, it's so terrifying. This idea that you could be doing. You could be creating traumas for your children without even realizing that. Oh, absolutely. And we all are on a daily basis. And it, you know, I am, I do this work. I, I still make mistakes with my kids because we are all just doing the best we can given what we know based on our own conditioning, our own imprints. Yeah. And it's, it's a learning process. And this is really... I feel like this or this is kind of where my purpose comes in again. Yeah. Because it is this learning, this unlearning yeah. of myself and and a relearning of this new person, a new me, and mm-hmm. it's constant. It's not you know something that's going to happen in a few sessions. Yeah. This is a constant life learning journey yeah of doing this work to be a better person and Mm -hmm. to live from my truth more Mm -hmm. and more and more deeply no parent is going to be able to escape damaging their child in some way (laughs) yeah unfortunately Uh, that's the that's the lot that we've all um it's just life. Yeah, it's just but it's life. it's the awareness I think which has been really eye opening for me, and and also you know this this ripples out to mm-hmm. us as a family. Now my husband's more aware as well because I've become more aware. So in these moments where I'm actually reacting to the children and and being stressed, say you know I'm suddenly cross with them and angry, and it just comes out. You know, yeah. stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> I can actually catch myself now 
and pause, and I know that that reaction comes from my childhood. Yeah. And being, you know, in, in that moment when they're not listening and I'm having to shout of not being seen, not being heard, not being listened to, and... And I know that and I can pause and I can feel that and, yeah. and say to myself, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay right now. And that allows me to go back and tell them, I'm really sorry. Yeah. That wasn't about you. That was me. And yeah. it's that that makes the difference. Yeah. Also for kids, when your parent says, sorry, it also helps them. I think when they're older, recognize, you know, this behavior was not about that person. It was about me and it yeah. allowed, it makes it easier for them to, to do the same thing. Yeah, I agree. So um, for other women who might be struggling with their own fertile journeys, could you give two or three tips of, of things they can do on their own, um, which might improve mindset or hormonal health? Yeah, Um well, for hormonal health, I think the, the, the biggest thing that you can do for yourself as a starting point is actually start to track your cycle properly. Mm -hmm. Because when you start to listen to your body and respond to your cycle properly and, and as it wants you to, it will you, tell you, you things. naturally, yeah, it will tell you things and you will naturally rebalance your hormones as well. This will help to, to rebalance your hormones. So tracking your cycle properly and starting to really live your life with that in mind, with your cycle right. in mind, because we're, def you know, we're different creatures to, mm -hmm. to men who are, who, who go by a 24 hour cycle pretty much compared to us. Okay. We're, we're monthly creatures. We have a monthly cycle. And so it's listening to the, to the curves in that and, mm -hmm. and moving with that, working to that so that, yeah. you know, this changes everything. It changes the type of exercise we're doing at certain times of our cycle. It changes what we're eating at certain times of our cycle, the sex we, we want at certain times of our cycle. Everything mm -hmm. is comes back to that. And so yeah. if we can start to really honor that, we will feel very different. Yeah. Um, How how will we feel? Much more balanced mm -hmm. and much more in our power because we are okay. not fighting something that our body isn't feeling and isn't yeah. able to really do in that moment. You know? yeah. it's, it's about more surrendering to what we need and just mm -hmm. being with that and allowing, allowing ourselves to be you know, still, if we need to be still. So when we're bleeding in those first few days to really allow that to, to give time to ourselves, mm. to, to have more space and time to go more inwards and to not be crazy busy. Yeah. If we can start to work and live around these things. It makes so much difference. Yeah. And, and what would you say to the men or the partners who are supporting women on their fertile journeys, what are some what are some of the things that they can do? Oh, I mean, it, it's such a hard journey for both parties, mm -hmm. and we we are going. Yes, to, that's true. We shouldn't forget how difficult it is for yeah, the men as well. It, but they are going to their experience of it is going to be different. So it's really acknowledging that you know, how we mm -hmm. create our own experiences. We have our own realities based on yeah. what is within us. So although it's the same journey you're going through, you're going to be responding or reacting to it differently to just to respect that and, and acknowledge that. I think more than anything, this connection is key. Yeah. To... And this is, again, it's not just for men, it's, it's for the women too, but to be really aware of the connection between you. Yeah. Because this is at the heart of what you want, right? This is why yeah. you're doing all of this and it gets so lost in the struggle to have a baby. Mm -hmm. 
you 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 move it's so easy to move further apart because it all becomes about the planning the hospital yeah. visits the ovulation dates the days that you can have sex and and you you lose something from your relationship this this ease and this comfort and nourishment that normally you would be gaining from each other gets lost and so coming back to that and really um being honest and listening and asking questions and so this is where you know the guys they may not want to ask their partner how they're feeling because they're scared that it's going to upset them Mm-hmm. But we need to be feeling. We need to be allowing our body these releases. Yeah. And so just to really be present with your yeah. partner and to allow them to tell you what they're feeling inside and what's going on without any judgment. Yeah. Okay. It might not be what you think they should be feeling or how you think they should be responding to something, but that's irrelevant. That's how they feel mm-hmm. in their bodies in that moment. And so how can you support them better yeah. with that? And in this whole journey that you've gone through, not just personally, but also with your clients, what is something that you've learned about the relationship between your work and your life, whether that's on a, your life as on a fertile journey or, or other parts of your life? I think I've learned a lot about balance yeah, and what's important to me. And as I have gone through this process, I've obviously found something that I feel very passionate about. And I've realized for me that I can actually live while I'm working. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the first job that I felt really passionate about and yeah. that I have loved, you know, I love working with these women. Mm-hmm. And and that has been a game changer, that that is actually possible yeah. in your work, that you can feel like this about your work. And, you know, it's taken time and it's taken me stepping out from my comfort zone and doing things that have terrified me and and going back to school and retraining and really putting myself out there. But it was, it's all stemmed from really starting to tap into my intuition more and really being guided by this is where I need to go, not listening to my head so much and letting my heart just sort of lead me to what I want. And through that, I have found a work that makes me really happy Yes, but it's still a job and it's possible to have both. Yeah. I'm really interested in how connected you are to your intuition because I do think that that is key in in taking those first steps on your journey towards finding your purpose. But many people, myself included, are not very in tune with our intuitions. Um, I struggle often to think, what is my intuition telling me? What, what is the decision that should be made here? So I don't know if you have any, any suggestions on what we can all do to get closer to our intuition. Yeah, well, so you said something there. You said you can't think what to do, but intuition <laughs> is not about thinking and it's not about using our thinking mind. It's about feeling and mm-hmm. really being guided from that heart space. Yeah, And when we are not in this place at all, this is an imbalance of energies. We all have masculine and feminine energy within us. And this was, you know, very much me in the beginning of our fertility journey as well. I was very much in my masculine energy and it was all about organizing and planning and do, 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 do. And I wasn't in my feminine energy very much at all. Mm -hmm. And And so it's about, reconnecting to that because when we are balanced in that energy we are more creative and in flow and we can hear our intuition and tap into it and this comes for me a lot through um nourishment and self-care and looking after myself better because Mm -hmm. when I'm doing these things 
I start to be able to hear more. So creating that space and making time for yourself. And we all, you know, we're all very bad at saying, I'm too busy to do this. I'm too busy to do that. Mm-hmm. And we're not. It's just yeah. what we're willing to give time to. Yeah. And so when we start to actually give time to this, you actually realize you end up with more time. Yeah. Because you are not so overwhelmed and up in your head that you're, you become so much more clear about everything. And so I try and schedule in things for myself every day, yeah. like a meditation. For me, having a bath and, and like oil massage and all of these things that help you reconnect to your body mm-hmm. as well, because a lot of it is reconnecting to our body and being in our body, loving our body, appreciating our bodies. And a lot of the time we're not. Yeah. So really um, connecting more with that side of ourselves and, and and amplifying that side of ourselves more to allow this energy to rebalance, you will naturally start to be guided in that mm-hmm. way. And you will start to feel when it will feel uncomfortable okay. if you're not following your intuition, if you're not following what is right for you, you'll notice it. It, it won't feel like the right decision Mm-hmm. So it's all about learning to to know what that feeling is of when something is truly embodied, a truly yeah. embodied yes for you. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, if you can't feel that in your body, then it's not the right thing right? in that moment. I will have to try and practice that. And I think maybe meditation is something that can help. Yeah, and you can start small you know it doesn't mm. people say oh well, I don't have time to meditate 45 minutes a day or an hour a day to like do you know mindfulness and yeah it can be I'm too busy for that yeah <laughs> but just start with I I'm not a natural meditator this wasn't an easy thing it takes it takes time and it's work it's it's awareness it, you're not just going to suddenly sit there and be like oh my mind's clear and I feel amazing Mm-hmm. No, it can bring up a lot as well. Yeah. But it's 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 training your mind to be aware so that when it goes to something else, you're aware and you can bring you bring yourself back. And yeah. when you first start, that first five minutes, it's going to be all over the yeah. place. And you'll have to keep bringing yourself back and keep bringing yourself back. But eventually, over time, those spaces of the in-between get longer. Yeah. And this is when you will suddenly start to gain amazing insights into what you need to do and who you are and where you're at. So knowing all of this um, and having come so far on your own personal journey and also your journey towards purpose, your, your work that you were called to do, if you were to go back in time and give some advice to a younger you, what would you tell her? to um to take a breath Mm. to trust I think the trust is just for me has become so key I was everything was so urgent yeah things will come when they are meant to come and Mm -hmm. to just trust that and surrender to that and allow yourself to enjoy the the moment that you're in you know it really changes everything life is about the journey right and it's not a straight line and the the sooner we can embrace that I think the better we will feel about it and we'll bet and the better we'll feel about the things that don't go to plan yeah because we can't control it right most of the things that we are worrying about and creating this anxiety around and overwhelm we can't control them anyway yeah. So just to trust, and when you are in that space of trust, all of that stuff, that fear and that anxiety just can, kind of drops away because yeah. you're like, okay, well, this doesn't matter. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to be in this moment and do the best I can in this moment. Yeah. So then what is, what is next for you? What's next for you and for your business? 
Um, next for me, we'll get through this lockdown um, <laughs> is the first thing. Um, mm-hmm. I am being, I'm not a big um, believer in like planning way into the future for the business because I also feel this is a journey for me. Yeah, I don't know if this will be forever, but this is allowing me so much learning as well. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to let that take me wherever it's going to take me. But in terms of the business now, what I'm really being called to do is more circle work and right. and journeys of healing with women in that mm-hmm. sort of environment. So more of that, I'm going to be starting those. So yeah, if anybody need needs some support, then they will be free healing circles to participate oh. in that will be online. Um, Lovely. So yeah, that's something that I feel. And that's me following my intuition, okay? I, yeah. I haven't d- really done so many of those yet, but this is where I feel I'm meant to go. Okay. Um, and I will be linking to both your Instagram bio as well as your website in the show notes. So if anyone's interested in your work or joining one of those circles, they can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And always here for questions, you know, if you want to DM me, then that is fine. And yeah, I will try and support you as best I can or point you in the right direction. Well, thank you so much for that, Nina. That's been really enlightening. I'm so inspired by how connected you are to your body and your feelings and how well that served you. So thank you. Yeah, all the best as you take these next steps forward. And to you, good luck with this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed that chat as much as I did. Uh, Nina's ability to tap into her own intuition is pretty amazing and something I think we will all feel a lot better for if we can learn how to master it. If you are struggling with your own fertility journey and need some support, do reach out to Nina. I have linked to her website and her Instagram profile in the show notes, and you can also find links to these places in the bio on the Purpose Effects Instagram profile. And once again, please, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends and keep sending me your comments. Many of you guys sent lovely comments in after last week's episode with Nicola. So thank you so much for that. We will be posting some of those comments up on Instagram and also reading out a few in next week's episode. So please keep them coming. I really love hearing from you all. Until next Tuesday.